All right, social media family. Thank you for joining us once again for installment number four in Guarding Your Heart During the End Time series. Now, the subtitle of our lesson is Proper Expectations. Proper Expectations. Now, our lead scripture tonight is going to be Proverbs 13. So let's go to Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13. And we're going to read it in the King James and the Passion Translation. Proverbs 13, 12. And it reads like this. Hope deferred make of the heart sick. But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. In the Passion Translation, it reads, When hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy <coughs> your soul. Now, this this topic kind of it came to me this week. This word expectations. Expectations. And when we talk about expectations, you know, there is a desire that's in front of you, right? There's something that you that you hope to see or you 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 believe you're going to see something that you think is going to come to pass or that you you expect there's a there's a a desire for it to come to pass right now i'm looking at this scripture and our our man solomon tells us when hope is deferred it makes the heart sick. So we're talking about how to guard our hearts. And when there's deferred hope, then we are set not we're set up for a sick heart. So if the heart is sick, then what does that what does that look like? Right? We talk about disappointments. Opportunities for bitterness, right? Now, how many of us have been in situations throughout life where we was a, we were expecting something? There was an expectancy, and that expectation wasn't met. So, I believe all of us are familiar with what, how, how hurtful that can be. Now we've I know we've experienced this in in on a small scale little things as well as on larger scales right and this is one of the things too that can be very um very telling in relationship so how cuz how many relationships and I'm talking about whether you're talking about marriage whether you're talking about friendships whether you're talking about family relationships whether you're talking about work 
How many times have we been in situations where we there was an expectancy that somebody would do something, that something would happen, and that expectation wasn't met? So when there's that expectation isn't met, what does that set us up to experience? Disappointment. <clears throat> hurt. Yeah. Right. Disappointment and hurt. Now, if that disappointment isn't dealt with properly, then what can it turn into? Bitterness. Right. Anger. Right. Frustration. I'm going to hit them. Right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just said hopelessness. Mm -hmm. Hopeless. And you begin to question the goodness of God. That's a big one. I, you begin to think, is he good or not? Yeah. Let's mm -hmm. see. Now, I'm glad you, glad you touched on that one. Because ultimately, these failures in relationships, these failures in having expectations met, they can be used against, against us to get us to a place where we get hopeless, where we're we're bitter towards people, towards life. And again, I'm sure all of us in this room have had experiences when, with people where, you know, there is an expectancy that someone was going to be standing with us X, Y, Z to do ABC thing. And that that thing didn't come to pass. So if our if we don't heal from that, then that is that that is an open wound to, that could be taken advantage of to get us to turn to turn our hearts against against life, against relationships, against I mean just people in general. Yeah. Now, how many of us have have encountered people who? Intentionally avoid people. Yeah. Intentionally just state it to themselves because of why? Hurt. Because they don't want to take the risk yeah. of getting hurt, getting disappointed. Yeah. <clears throat> they call it arm's length, you know, keep it in. Like, I get so close to you, you know. Yeah. Yep, you hear them go, I'm not doing that again. I'm not. I will not do that again. And that begins to really separate you from stuff. Mm -hmm. You because know, you think realistically you can't be kept away from stuff, but you try. And that sets you up for a whole lot of stuff. Really Separating allowing. yourself from really stuff. Really Isolation. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Really good. When you're not allowing relationships, you know, and that, you know, including definitely and mostly God and you know, you try to fill the void with other things. You know, it could be food or drugs or drinking like excessively, like to like being an alcoholic type of point. It, mm -hmm. Well, at least the eating, but these guys and women, you know, different things you can do and that leads to destruction. And then when Satan comes into you, steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to bring life and But I think for uh, people who are Christians, and you know, I've heard this phrase of people who've been hurt. They said, well, okay, all I need is Jesus. That's it. 
and and then use that yeah. phrase to yeah. say, I, I only only relationship with you or you or you. I don't need Jesus. I don't need John. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 they isolate themselves from the yes. body of Christ because you know, hey, all these Jesus, I'm saying, you know, hey. Yeah, that's kind of hurt too. I don't need nobody else. All I gotta do is talk to him, which is um, true in a sense. It's true, but it's sense. like a half true. It's not complete. It's incomplete because, of course, we know we need Jesus. You know, at the end of the day, you gotta communicate with him. But he created us for for relationships. Okay, yes. so he's not gonna just tell you, "Oh, you don't need nobody." You know, all you need is me. He's never going to tell you that. There may be situations like where you have to depend on him. That's what he wants. At the end of the day, he wants you to sort of him to him. But he will put people <clears> in your <throat> life to help you get where you're going. Yeah. Because you look all through scripture, that's what he's done. Yeah. Look, Proverbs 18 1 is the, the one I've always I thought about when I've done that. You know, you want to just keep away from everybody because you've been hurt. Mm-hmm. And in the King James, it says, Through desire, man having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddles, meddleth with all wisdom. But up here, it says, What if, I think it's in the New King James, they actually have it here. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. Mm-hmm. He rages against all wise judgment. Mm-hmm. Where is that? That's in Proverbs 18 1. It's not, I don't have it. Oh. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. put it up there. Yep. Okay, which version were you reading? Uh, I was reading the original King James, but then the New King James. Or whatever it says, a man right there. But this actually says, which I had I had a, a New King James, and actually said, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. And that's sort of like what that's saying there, too. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go there. Because, see, when we talk... Yeah, exactly. Because that's that's one of the enemy's goals with fracturing relationships, fracturing interactions with people is if if there can be a a fracture in a friendship, in family, in marriage relationship, in a job, on a team, in a company, then that's an opportunity for weakness to come in. And for things to to crumble. And of course, just like Julie said, what's the enemy's MO? To steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. So he has a vested interest in you being heartbroken. You being disappointed. He has a vested interest in that. In order to fracture relationship. Now, Proverbs 18, I'm going to read it in the Amplified Classic. And it says, he who willfully separates and estranges himself from God and man seeks his own desire and pretext to break out against all wise and sound judgment. Because even that statement, when that statement sounds real spiritual, you know, all I need is, all I need is God, nobody else. Now, on the surface, it sounds real spiritual. Mm-hmm. But it's not sound doctrine. Right. So that, that's good too. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. In the New American Standard, it says, he who separates himself seeks his own desire and quarrels against all sound wisdom. Because again, you know, when you are in a, I, I really want to pick it back on Eric's statement. You know, when some, if somebody says, all I need is Jesus. Now, is that a truth? Yeah. 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 At, at the end of the day, all I need is Jesus, right? However, for me to experience the fullness of who Jesus is, how can I do that without interacting with you? Without interacting with the, the members of the body that he has he has called me to be in connection with. So that's like an, an eyeball saying, okay, you know what? All I need is blood. Yeah, it's vital for blood to be there for the eye to function. The eye is not going to function without the blood. But is it going to serve any purpose if it's sitting on top of a shelf somewhere? <laughs> it's just an eyeball. It's alive because you know the blood is preserving its life. But it's not serving no purpose. It's off to itself. Do that make it makes sense? Mm, yeah. yeah. But that's it. But that's that that whole state that statement. All I need is Jesus. Yeah, and that statement has been used to. Um, it can almost be a cop out. Yeah, but it uses it, it's used to validate me not assembling myself no more. Now I don't want to be a cop. No prayer, prayer group, no ministry. No church and nothing. Hey, it's just me and Jesus. You know, so I get home and this and that. And so it used to validate because hey, if I've been hurt, I don't trust anybody now. I don't trust no pastors, no ministers, no church folk, nobody. So you know what? Because all of my experience is people letting me down. So therefore, yeah, now it validates me isolating myself by myself. Oh, Simmer myself for what? Because you think I'm going to get more of the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then with all this technology we have now, it's, oh, yeah, well, exactly. I'm, 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 I'm watching online. It. I'm online. I'm watching it. Yeah. You're not really, it's the idea of coming together and talking. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, we all need mm -hmm. touch. I'm not going to lie. As a, real, a very real, very down to earth um, example of like, we really do need to be in person with people, different relationships, you know. Yeah. Friendships together with your brothers, sisters in Christ, relating and like romantic ones or whatever. I did. <laughs> I did some online dating right after the pandemic or in it. And every time somebody had their account as virtual as what they kind of contacted stuff, I wanted to. I wanted to just like. I wanted to kind of like. Why are we on here? And we're like, you know, what's the purpose? A virtual date. Oh, sorry, a virtual. <laughs> you're virtually going to, to talk to you. Okay, right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the, but it, but you see the thing about it is right because you see you know the if you pull the the layer back on that when somebody will say all I need is Jesus there's some hurt there mm -hmm. at the end of the day yeah and yeah. you know and the thing about it is it's like okay I can you know you can experience things that are valid offenses I mean when I say valid I mean Things have people have really done some stuff, right? You have really been hurt, 
But it but see what will happen is if if you focus on that and allow that to ruminate and to shape my perspective, then I can gravitate to that all I need is Jesus doctrine. And then next thing I know, all I do is I go online, I might I get a word here, you know, dabble in a little sermon there, do some do some sermon sampling. Somebody say something a little, something I don't like. All I got to do is click it off. Then somebody else. But the thing about it is there's no, there's no interaction. There's not, there, there's no function. You're not functioning with anyone, right? You're not, you're not being able to use your gifts. You're not right. being you're not being able to receive from others. True. Right? Yeah. See there, there there's there's a lot of lack there. A lot of lack. A, you're, you're, you're lacking a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can become, you can get to a place where you're turning into an echo chamber where you just see you're hearing the same things all the time and not growing. It's just you get you you just getting you confirming the things you already know to be true. And just like the scripture says, how easy is it for somebody like that, somebody in a position like that, who's not getting any type of quality exercising of their gifts, any accountability, any feedback from other people? And how easy is it to get off course and get involved in some old sideways doctrine? And just go down that rabbit hole and get drawn in. Yeah. Because for some things, it, it takes somebody else on the outside of, to be able to see, you know, hey, you got something on your shoulder. You got something on your back. Because from my perspective, I can't see my back. Right? Now I turn around. Now. I'm looking this way. I can see I have perception of what's in front of me and what's beside me. Now, Julie sitting right there, she can see what's on my back. I don't know what that looks like. I'm hoping it's, it's clean. I'm believing it is. Clean 88 there. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but I, I, I can't see that from my perspective. Or I need somebody else. If you were the substitute teacher, it would have a sign on that says, kick me. Right. <laughs> there you go. See, and Sue could tell me that because yeah, she's sitting here. Yes, like, right. We're, we're, amongst, we're, we're amongst one another. Right. And she can tell me that. But I can't see that from my perspective. And you'd be like, why is everybody kicking me? And, and are laughing at you first. And see, and, and, and see it sounds funny. But how awesome of an illustration that is. But it's really that, I mean, if that really happens, it's not funny. Though, right. You know, no. it's not funny. Because there, because there's things that, you know, we, we all need to get support with, need help with. And when you're in the midst of a group, you know, whether it be a large, you know, large local church, house group, whether you, you know, you, you're spending time with family, all these things. It's that community that gives you a, a different level of perspective that you can't 
get when you're off in a cave somewhere? Well, that's what I was telling them. What was it last, you know, like this week, last week about, you know, we come here and nobody's got their own agenda. It's let's figure out what's going on. Yeah. We said that, you know, you know, what's God's plan? What's we don't plan? have to, we don't even have to come to an answer for sure. We don't have to agree on it. We, but we're going to go, hey, let's, what does the Bible say? So we're, yeah. we're, um, uh, whatever, what do you call that? Defining the Bible with the Bible or what's well, that? The Bible and the interpret one? the Bible. Interpret, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to figure it all out on my own. And that, I don't think the people, I don't think anybody here, would be here if we wanted our own agenda. Well, I just know I believe. You <laughs> wouldn't last very long. And what did we do? I don't want to know what God. Yeah. Because so yeah, uh, it's it a is. safety. That's I was right. telling them that. That's it's right. A, it's a safety and wow, let's figure this out. And then if I leave and I come up with whatever I believe and we got 15 scriptures, then well, there you go. Stacy keep us on, on yeah. guard too, don't we? Yeah. But nobody here has an agenda about yeah. what I want, you know, oh, as what I believe, That's you know. That's correct. And you know, like as an example too, to have each other, even if one has an idea, like mom has had some ministry ideas, I won't say them on live, but you know, things on her heart, and y'all know what I'm talking about, all y'all do. She um, you know, she, when we say last week, she's like, pray for me for clarity. And what is it? You know, mm-hmm. we pray for clarity, and mm-hmm. that's for God uses all of us together in that thing. That's right. And see, that's the thing you miss out on. Yeah. See, if you if you when you when you when you by yourself, right? I mean, because you could it, even if you know you don't have to have nefarious intent, you know. But it, when you're isolated, you're you in a position where you, is things are just more difficult to accomplish. It is. It's yeah. very, it, that's mm-hmm. true. Right. But it's when harder. you but when you got hands beside you, yeah. you know, people that people that can pray for you and with you, yeah. then that your your effectiveness, your ability is gonna get multiplied. Yeah. And again, this is why we see the enemy's again agenda against family. Against marriage, against the house of God, the, the 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 culture of the body of Christ. Why we see the division, we do because the because the, the power that's there when there's unity. You were saying last week, you know, one can you know extend a thousand, two can do ten thousand. Just keep on. God's um mathematics are so much off the chart; you can't keep track. Right, right. Now. Looking just just referring back to Proverbs thirteen though, and looking at our, our our lesson title, proper expectations. I got a question. Okay, if if we understand that hope deferred makes our heart sick, and having a sick heart puts us in a in a vulnerable vulnerable space, mm-hmm. it puts us in a vulnerable space. Where bitterness can can develop if that's not dealt with. Okay. How do we protect ourselves then from having improper expectations? Well, to me, it has to be, your expectation has to be um, rooted in the love of God. I think that's the whole key, because 
no matter whether you um well of course well, like I said if if it's if it's lined up with the word then we know we will to me that's the proper expectations. And then with that expectation is rooted in the love of God, then that's gonna guard my heart. Because I think what happens is if regardless if I see it in my time frame, in the time frame that I thought I would, or if it may take longer. To me, that's proper expectation, knowing that, hey, I know what God's word says, and it's wrapped, it's rooted in the love of God. So therefore, that's how I got my heart. That's how I guard it. That's how I um, keep the proper expectations. Because, hey, if y'all know God loves me, I know I'm going to see it come, see the manifestation of it. Yeah. Now, if it's wrapped up in something else, if it's rooted in something else, now I'm left to my heart. It can be damaged. Yeah. But I think it has to be really low down. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Okay, I was, I was just um, thinking, you know, that, <clears throat> excuse me, let not petition made known to God. And then following up with, okay, this, these are my expectations. These are the, the things that I want. But God, your will be done. And so um, I know for me, that kind of helps me because I really, when I expect something to happen, I'm really expecting it to happen. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, or if I really want something, or desire something or hoping for something. I'm really expecting it to happen because I know, especially if, you know, the giver of good is God. So if it's not anything bad and it's good, I really have high expectations. Um, however, I have to follow that up with, but God, your will be done. In my life, because what I may expect, what I may want to think is good, yeah, it may not be so much because I don't know what follows that action or that request. So that's that's the way um, I kind of I kind of um, deal with that because I don't deal with disappointments well in the past. <laughs> that was one of my things that me and God had to work through. So. Um, that's the that's the tool that I use. That's good. That's good. God knows too. He knows what's around the corner. If something looks good, like you know, Stacy saying, you know, and, and you know, align with what you're saying. It's you can look at something and you think, you know, it looks perfect. But Mom and I were just talking about that yesterday or whatever. Like plan of God, you know, things. Even like in like we're talking about like when people date or even in the Christian world it's like, oh, you're both Christians or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah, so Sorry about, about uh, a good friend of ours from yeah, years back. This long not, story. This is a good example. Long story short, her and her fiance, they were engaged. They were For doing everything by the book. I mean, in a, I mean, she loved God a lot. I guess he did Including too. abstaining. They were both yeah. to abstain. And we were that close with her. We shared things. Very sweet. And young she, man, young um, man, young woman. All of a sudden she stopped going to church, our church for a little bit and she ended up coming back maybe for like a summer or something mm -hmm. and she had talked to me she goes she just had 
kind of like a time with God she needed or whatever, and she ended up sharing her and the fiance, and she didn't bash him or trash him. No, no harm to him. No anger. They got. Was, they where it looked like everything was good. They fit together as a couple. They started getting, you know, like closer, and they had the marriage premarital counseling. We talking about getting the dog, and, and they found out that one wanted like a certain amount of kids, one wanted the other. It was other stuff too. And she just talked, and she goes, her and him, they just realized it really wasn't what God's plan was. And it's good they brought up before they, you know, mm-hmm. like tied the knot, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we learn and end up saying, like, God, you know, we just ask ahead, you know, and say, God, like said, what is it? Like, you know, this may look good to me, but God, what's kind of important? I want to make sure. And then God's going to lead us, right? You know? Exactly. Because they were willing to, this, this young man and the woman were actually willing to listen to God, and they were, they, <laughs> there was no bitterness, no anger. Mm-hmm. They just thought, wait a minute, this is not going to work. It was like, I can't believe you don't She, she neither one of them mm-hmm. was like that. They were both like, oh my God, we okay. didn't realize, because they hadn't really hadn't talked to God about it. They just seemed like it was going wrong. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. Christian, he's Christian, and they both were. Mm-hmm. It's probably still, I hope so, women oh, yeah. and young ladies, but mm-hmm. she's very good. Children, right now, but yes, I don't think he wanted any anymore. Right. I thought it was that. Let so. me, yeah, because uh, I listened to what Stacy said, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it when at the end of my petition, I say, God's will be done. Now, there are certain things that we understand are his declared will exactly. based on his word, right? Right. Healing is a big one, right? So, like you said, healing is one. What else is in, what's another one? That's peace. Peace. Okay. He was to take care of he, that, our needs. Because he, he said that, right? right? He has given us mm-hmm. peace. Peace that passes all understanding. It's a part of it's a part of who we are. Right. right? So if I'm not experiencing peace, then that's a contradiction to his will. Yeah. Okay. That's true. What else? Joy. Uh, Joy. Free love. Uh, uh, self-control. Okay. Kindness, gentleness, all that. Those fruit of the spirit. So the fruit of the spirit. That comes along with the package. You have all that. So Jesus told us not to worry. Just seek first the kingdom and all these things shall be added to mm-hmm. you. The clothing and the food and yeah. whatever needs my God shall supply mm-hmm. all your needs. Right. Right. Because I know some of us word of faith people will get upset when we will if if you put it, God's will be done on the end of a sentence, like if if it's your will, then XYZ. That's right. But the thing about it is there are things that we have questions about and we need guidance about that there's no chapter and verse for. So that, that that has to be an individually specific word by by way of the Holy Spirit and his guidance and him using people in your life to kind of guide your steps. So that's yeah. that is that is a, a big key yeah. to keep us from getting to a place where we have an expectation set out there. And then it don't necessarily come, it, it it doesn't come to pass, and then there's a hurt there. Yeah. But if we understand, okay, 
regardless of what I see or hear, what's happening, yeah. God has promised to never leave nor forsake me. Yeah. He loves me. He's promised me peace. He's promised me joy. These things are, the, he has promised these. So I can fully expect to experience that, to walk in that. Yeah. Now, when it comes to where I'm going to go to work, what car I'm going to drive, who you going to marry, Lord have mercy, who your friends are, what, what ministry you're going to be connected with, what city you're going to live in, all this type of stuff. These are individually specific based on his plan for you and your assignment. But what I what I, I can't do, you know what? Let me do an exercise. Okay. Now who's gonna who's gonna be my 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 pastor counselor here? Okay. Pastor I think I need I think I need to get Kevin on this one. Oh, good. Yes. Yes. Oh, good. Oh, good. All right. Yes, so, so, all right. Back and relax. Yeah. All right. So, Kevin is, right, Kevin. you know, I, I'm coming to Kevin because, you know, I've been, I've been listening to Eric preach on Saturdays. You know, he's telling me how, how, you know, I need to have habits of, 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 of a thankful heart, how thankful I need to be. And I was listening to the word talk about you can have what you say. Right. So I've been I've been saying that I'm, a, I'm I believe I receive. A 2023 Escalade. I've been I've been standing on that thing for the past four months. OK. Now, I've been rejected for a loan three times. At the dealership. Brother Kevin. You got to help me with this. Scripture say you can have what you say. You gotta help me. Why? Why is not coming to pass, man? <laughs> he's so hot. Come on, come on, come on, come on, Pastor. Yeah, come on, you can do it. <laughs> well, I, I would probably say with that, it is, uh, you know, it would be God's timing. Um, you know, having what I mean, I, I actually kind of went through some of those things early in my walk, you know, and. Um, yeah, I, I would probably say God's timing. You know, it's uh, um, I'm trying to think of the, the scripture reference that go along with that. Um, uh, let's see. Um, uh, it's not coming to me right now, but um, yeah, okay. Um, you know, I think it's uh, is that here? Is that here? Okay, it's the um, um, you know, kind of like hang on, you know, in due season you'll reap if you faint not. That's you know, God is it, yeah. Where, where is that? Uh, Galatians, Galatians six. Is that Galatians? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. You man. know. All right. Right. You know, that would be something maybe to hold on to, you know. But uh yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So now 
I received counsel from Brother Kevin. Now this is this is now I'm in a position now. I, I'm listening to him say, you know, uh, don't get weary. Yeah, that's it. And, mm -hmm. and I, so I read the scripture, Galatians six and seven says, "Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant." Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from this from the spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At the just at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Now. There's some things I got to process, right? So in myself, I'm like, okay, but I've been confessing for four months. I believe I receive the Escalade with the leather package. The TV's in the back. I believe I receive. It's been four months. I got a, I got a friend at, at work. He worked at Costco. He just got a 2024 Denali. And he got a wife and two mistresses. He even sell a little weed on top. Well, see, that's your problem. <laughs> so I, I see this, right? This is a contradiction. I'm dealing with this stuff. But Brother Kelly told me, Kevin, he said, don't, you know, don't be weary. I'm like, man, I feel a little weary. Now, see, thinking about going back to what Stacy was saying, God's will be done, right? My expectations, if they're not rooted in relationship with the Lord, if that's not my chief desire, then this world and all of the entrappings in it can get me to a place where I am frustrated, bitter, tired, and want to give up. Because I guarantee you, and all, and all you know, you've seen, you've experienced a contradiction where you know you're you're doing life, you're you're trying to live the good Christian life, and it seems like folk around you that that don't give a rip, it look like they balling out. Like they enjoying it, enjoying everything, right? But the thing about that is, what? It's temporary. It's a deception. Because there may be material prosperity for a moment, but you don't know what's going on in their heart. And what price? You don't know what price is paying there. You know what they gave up to, to have that, to have that particular man or particular woman connected with them, to have that car, to have that house. Mm -hmm. You know what God told me recently over a similar situation like this? I was looking at somebody walk by me, somebody I know in my life, and they're with, they have somebody with them. I, um, like a boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, I say it that way. And I know this person, I know they've had some heartbreaks and things, but it's still, you know, the enemy will come and be like, oh, well, you're single and you're this and that, whatever. You know, God's giving you 
promises or whatever, but you're still sometimes, like we're saying, you're looking like, God, oh, but they have. And I knew already kind of like that there's some bad stuff, you know, but I'm just like, mm-hmm. I heard God say, they don't know their left hand from their right hand, but I'm teaching you. And it was like, <laughs> you know, but it was a very gentle, you know, and I go, and it felt so right, you know, hearing God say that, and I go, I know people, you know, we know it where they'll look like, oh, yeah, They're almost like a, um, like a celebrity, like where they have a man or woman on their side to get the money, but you don't know what they're going on in their personal life, and it's so sad, and it's like, but God, what he gives you, it, it's, it's um, grounded, it's good, you know, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I thought a little more about that, you know, with the timing, you know, that parable where Jesus is teaching about understanding this parable fully, then you understand um, basically all the parables that the seed time and the harvest time, mm-hmm. you know, like you're saying, you were reciting, quoting that scripture and, and um, planning that word. And that's good, but that seed time, so the harvest time, it just may have to be taken a little while before the harvest comes from planting that seed. And four months is, you know, that's that just may not be enough time to reap that kind of harvest, you know. If you're playing that, and then you have to be sure that, and I guess that goes to motives and intentions, what you were saying, it has to be planted in good soil. And so if it's a house vehicle, you know, certain kind of house vehicle, whatever, it'll take, it has to be planted in the correct soil. And, um, and then seed time and then harvest time may be much further down the road in, in, in four months. In addition, maybe it's not for you to get an escalate and maybe in four months you change your mind and you might be like, I'm glad I didn't get that escapade because, um, is it escapade? Escalate. Escalate. <laughs> you know, because I like yeah, I think I'm leaning more towards this vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you might not have escalate money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You believe now for escalate, okay? Because I would ask, okay, you have escalate budget. Because it might not fit your budget. Because, I mean, my one of my stories I had with that kind of, I remember when my wife first um, was believing God for a big house, and then we went to the, the guy who was, you know, and uh, we sat in there and he looked at our credit and stuff and he was like, he said, based on what y'all want to get, he said, here's what you need to do. He said, you got a few, you know, issues with, you know, the credit here. He says, clean this up, come back to me in a year and you'll be good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't that, you know, God in one house, he's like, okay, this is what you need to do. He gave us something practical. Okay, he said, this is what you want. Okay, I can explain. Give yourself a year, clean this up, and come back to me in a year. And that's what we did. 
So it's like, okay, God, we hear you. You're speaking to somebody else. We waited a year, cleaned that up, went back to him. Oh, now y'all ready. Now you're ready. Okay. Now it's your season because a year ago it wasn't your season. Because you had this issue and you had this issue. Okay. Well, once you took care of those issues, okay, now it's your season. Okay. The spiritual things, like we said, good ground, right? Right. Now we're here. I know we're just talking about it. That I realized in my life, I think I mentioned it last week, I knew that there were things, and I was saying this to my brother and sister, you know, like I, I, that should have been in my life a long time ago. And I know, I swear on God's character, not that I'm sorry, his character, we don't have to, his character is his character good. He says, hey, I got this gift for you, I'm giving it to you. He ain't holding it back. When we said, you said it last night, we, it was like you have your hand closed, trying to give something to the hand, mm-hmm. the hand's closed. That I realized I had hate in my heart, and I know, like verifiable, sign a document here. That is what held things back. It was not God. He totally just had his arms up and just throwing it at me, you know. But it was a spiritual law, spiritual dynamic, rather, where you know the hand was closed, but you know, opening your hand up, and you're like, okay, and then God can. That's good. Mm-hmm. See, and and see when we talk about you know specific material things, when we talk about our roles, our relationships, these things that aren't clearly spelled out in Scripture, you know, it for we 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 have to be flexible in reference to what we how how we expect to reap now he there's a there's a promise for provision but every's everybody's process and path is going to be different it's individually specific mm-hmm. compared depending on the decisions that you make the decisions that people around you make and the decisions of people ahead of you have made. There's so many different variables. So in order for, for me to, to protect my heart, to not get attached to a, a, some specific path, a specific process, I have to say, you know what? God, I, I trust your, your love for me. So this I see, I see X, Y, Z. <clears throat> I ask that you open this door if it's, if, if it's what you have for me. But if it's not, show me which door is or what move to make. But I'm open to your voice. Having that flexibility when it comes to these, these individual things, to not be dogmatic on the process or the path. Because I'm looking at this example, right? Because I'll go back to the example. And if I've been confessing four months for the Escalade, why do I want that? That matters. Because I may have want that so I can have some escapades in my Escalade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I could, so I could just, so I can go down the street and be and be that dude and have people envy me. So I, because of all the escapades I'm on, 
right? Now, is God going to feed that? No. He ain't promised to feed that. Mm -hmm. That's not a promise. But, okay, let's say I want that Escalade because I have, you know, several kids and I have also a, a ministry where I carry people food every other week people in you know in um different parts of the city that are, are kind of a, a, a drive far away from me but i reach out to them because they're in remote areas right okay now those motives are a little different right so I'm in a position where, okay, I can, I can, I'm, I'm desiring something that's not going to hinder the call of God on my life, but actually amplify it, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, so being able to kind of to have a broader brush and consider these things. Because but when you were saying like you were confessing it for four months, or you know, mm -hmm. like why um, was God in the process in the beginning at all? Because I had my own car situation where I believed God, and um, I just, I wanted a Jeep because I was following the faith people that a lot of the Andrew Want people don't like. But you know what? I have a new car and they didn't, so too bad. <laughs> um, and I just was like, I don't know how to believe. I was just like childlike faith. And so um, I'm like, well, I didn't. I don't really care if I get a new car or not, but well, I guess since I'm not paying for it because I can't afford anything, or I should say we, um, I can't afford it anyway. So I'm like, wow, well, okay, well then. Maybe I won't get a new car. Maybe your problem with the Escalade is because you went to the church I was going to where every week the pastor said, God's not going to give you a Cadillac. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, not every week, but every other week-ish. I'm like, when she upset me so bad, I was almost going to force myself to buy a Cadillac that I didn't want. That costs the same amount as the Jeep. <laughs> they cost the same amount. Mm -hmm. I almost bought the Cadillac so I could pull up debt-free car and say, Pastor, look what God gave me. But I didn't want the Cadillac. I wanted the Jeep. So I I was just led of the Lord like, well, if I'm not paying for it, maybe okay. Well, then I guess I'll just believe for a new car. And mm -hmm. he got Cash for a new car. I paid cash for that car and I said, Glory to God. So, part of your example to me is just way too complicated. What do you want? Oh, I think I want this cheap. Oh, well, Lord, I don't really care, but if you're going to pay for it, I think I'll get a new one. Mm. And see, the thing about that is, and I got cash the, from God. The thing not about that, where. the thing about that, though. Again, when when I when we talk about expectations, 
I could I could be sitting in the I could be sitting in this group and hear her say that and get infuriated. Like, like who are you supposed to be? Just because you got you a Jeep, so what? So what? I, because I would agree be, with you. Because I'm mad. I would agree with because you. Because I'm feeling so some kind what? of way. Because I'm yeah. feeling some kind of way. Because manifestation didn't come the way I wanted it. Not not yet. Not yet. And see, but see, in this. But I but this is the problem. But this is the problem. This is the problem. Yeah. Getting expectations set on specific materialistic things or specific things that are not specifically promised to us sets us up for disappointment, for a sick heart. Because at the end of the day, did the Lord promise? You specifically escalate. Did he promise you a Jeep? Did he promise you a big house? Specifically? He, he promised to give me the desires of my heart. Is that in the Bible? Well, he it's in there, but sometimes we take that. We out take out that out of context. context. Yeah. It's in Psalms. Yeah. But we don't read the verse before that. Hold up. I'm glad you went there. All right, it says Psalms. So let's go there with Psalms. All right. Oh, man. Let's see how, how rusty I am. No. Hold on. I think it might be 37. Yes, it is 37. Psalm 37. All right. Now I'm gonna read half of this. Half of verse four says to be clause, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Yep. Now I preach that and I talk about the escalade. Mm -hmm. And that's all. That's it. I just get the B clause of that verse. Yeah. I'm setting myself up. Yeah. I'm getting set up. You have people standing on their feet. Yes. Set up for a sick heart. Mm -hmm. Look at the whole verse. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Now let's go to the verse before that. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Verse 5 also. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. See, when you trust in him, and you listen to him, Constantly talking to him, and he's going, This is it, this is it. Just, just mm. trust me, you know what I see, and he will bring it to pass. But then we're delight up in the, in the Greek, I mean, the Hebrew, because that's what we miss it at. Because I think that word delight, we think, Oh, you know, I just when you delight yourself in God, you he will give you his desires, not your own. Mm. All right, now. 
He getting theological. Well, you, he getting you, theological you, with you. When you begin to lie yourself the Lord means commitment. It's just word commit. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, now you like as um Stacy said, you know, okay, now I want to escalate, but now I just like myself the Lord. Well, maybe that don't fit my budget. Maybe that's not what I really need. Maybe I need this car for because see when you begin to delight yourself in him, he begins to change your desire for his desire. Now, as long as I'm, you know, got my desire. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at the Strong's and the Brown Driver Briggs definition, you look at his Hebrew it says to be that word delight means to be soft, be delicate, be dainty, to be soft, to to be pliable. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I, what did I? What word did I just use earlier? Flexible. Yeah. So be soft. So it says, delight thyself also in the Lord. So be flexible, be pliable, sensitive to him. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. So opening myself to to sensitivity to him, Mm. right? And because you go to verse three, go back to verse three, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. And so shalt thou dwell in the land. And verily, thou shalt be fed. So there's a lot of relational talk here. The contingency is my my relationship, my interaction with him. Yeah. Not that I'm earning anything. I'm not. I'm not putting my position myself in a position to have to earn something. But in order for me to to get the desires of his heart, I have to be in a position where I could hear. But that's where you guard your heart, because you start with the idea of, um, like even with this Escalade, it's like, before I set my heart on this, because I really like it, what do you think, God? Mm-hmm. That starts you on the right path already, because you're already guarding your heart against, I want this Escalade. Mm-hmm. It's more like, you know, I really want this, but... Is this what you really want? And you and sometimes you have that for yourself, not him, because he can answer you. the first time he's answered you, mm-hmm. you say, always hear it. Or when I sure we heard it. Sometimes you guys you hear something like, Did you say that to me, God? Like this outreach thing I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I've been over and over making sure I go, I want it to be you, to be you, to be you. I don't want my desire because I really think the world of police officers, I don't want that to cloud what he's put in my heart. So I said, I want to guard my heart. But I'm going, it has to be. Because if it's not you, it's not going to work. Escalate, you know, it's like, is this what you really want me to have? Mm -hmm. Before you get your heart set on it. Right. And then you keep this way. I'm still not sure, God. How many times did he say we could come and talk to him about something? Mm -hmm. Infinitely, until we are sure that we've got the answer we need. And he goes, rest. Yeah. I mean, that's true. The Lord. Escalate is, you know, it's going to be like life. The thing about it is, right? If if I go to if I go to ABC Church and hear just the B clause of verse four, get excited. Then I sit down and talk to Eric, and he talking about a budget and escalate money. I'm like, man, I ain't going, man. This joke of mean. He, 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 he what is this? I ain't going to his ministry. I ain't fooling with this dude. What is he talking about? My own personal testimony. 
Um, I played football and sports, and then after I couldn't play it, I fell in love with coaching. Man, I was just, you know, I feel like I was pretty good at it. And my prayer was, okay, this is what I want to do. You know, I'm not this is what I want to do. Hey, you know what? If it's for you, open door for me to go back to college, get my degree, get it, line things up. This, I was, that's what I wanted to do. But I said, okay, but once again, if it's your will, make things line up. Guess what? It never lined up. And I had to accept the fact, okay, now this is not the direction that he wants me to go. And trust me, we, me, me and him had some fights. I wanted because I wanted to do that. I, I was passionate about that. I had passion about it. It's like, man. And so, yeah, we can't. We, we had some wounds. I was like trying to do it real bad. But mm-hmm. there was been open for me with that. Yeah. See, and the thing about that is, too, is like we can have, there's, there's, you know, certain gifts and assignments and things that are in us. And like Eric gave the example of wanting to coach, right? But what do coaches do? They teach. They teach. They, teach. they encourage. And that's exactly they motivate. That's awesome. Right. I think last coach I had when he was like, you know, he's like, yeah, you are coaching, just in a different arena. You know what I'm saying? I'm still doing it, just in a different arena. You know, I've never, if I may mention, I've never looked at Psalm 37.4 the way I look at it tonight when we're talking, as we're all chatting, I go, I mean, even, you know, it was great seeing the deeper definition of delight, but before you that, I was looking, I go, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart, and I go, what are we doing in any relationship with each other? And I thought about specifically like deep ones, like a like a parent child or like a romantic one. Mm-hmm. I would even go for a romantic one, delighting yourself. You go out on a date, or you know, whether you're married or you get to know each other, it's you delight yourself with each other. You get to know each other. We're saying it's a relationship, and he and it says, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And I go, it melts together. You have that relationship. It's just, it's just amazing seeing this open up. I mean, you know, just looking mm-hmm. at that. That is so awesome. And then I got to thinking about something Andrew Walmart will talk about is, you know, and this is where I think about, you know, we're, like you said, we'll get so focused on the material or we'll get focused the other way. It'll be like, oh, God doesn't want you to have anything. You know, it's this, this super prosperity message and then this religious, like, bland, blah, like, God doesn't want you to have anything. But I think it's very important. You know, it's really cool what we do here a lot. We bring it to Andrew who talked about when he gives flowers to his wife and gives it to Jamie. If she was to put the flowers above him and stuff like that, oh, she gave me flowers, flowers, flowers. Like, it's not about the flowers. It's about his love for her. And that's just something that's representative of that way he explained it. And, you know, I got to even think of when we were talking about a car. I said, you know, my car that I got, I can't even explain it. Like, religion had kind of killed me as a, like, young woman, particularly in my teens and 20s. And I didn't even know what kind of car I wanted at that point. Like, where others would go around, oh, I want a Corvette, or I want a Camaro. And I'm like, I feel like I'm like, what do I want God? It was kind of killed, you know, inside of me. Mm-hmm. But I go, I dreamed I actually wanted another kind of car. And the car that I got and was available, I've told mom, I've told different ones, I go, I love that car. I'm glad I didn't get the other one. Like, it's what I wanted. God knew what I wanted, and I didn't even know what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And in so many ways, I still mm-hmm. discover things about it. Even having it for like eight months now, I go, wow, God. 
It's got storage here. Cool. I love storage. It's a compact carpet. It's got so much room. I said, I have a truck too, you know? So but even the look of it, the shine, I feel cool. I never had that growing up, you know? I had an old beat up Oldsmobile. It was a hand, hand me down. And it got me place to place, but, you know, God cares to know that. Mm -hmm. It's a relationship again. It's like knowing he cares. I like her example because when you were starting to think about, you said you grew that shit with the marriage. Yeah. If I did like myself and my wife, yeah. I'm not gonna go buy her a brand new Pittsburgh jersey. <laughs> Cause she don't want that. Why would I go give her that? Oh, I'm gonna like works. myself and her, figure out what she wants, yeah. know her desire, and say, yeah, you know what, here, this is your Christmas gift. Uh, you know, a Pittsburgh jersey, you know, with, hey, whatever somebody name on the back of it. Number she gonna be. You know, how am I delighting myself with her and I'm giving her what I want? Yeah, that don't make no sense. No, <laughs> if I'm delighting myself with her, I'm gonna figure out what she wants. Yeah. It's like, oh, so that's what you want, and I'm gonna go get that. Yeah, yeah. and give it to her. Not like, cause yeah, I like Pittsburgh. She can't even stand football, so why would? Well, she don't yeah. make no sense. <laughs> So, but you know, like you said, the analogy, you know, delighting yourself in somebody. Go ahead, um, Stacey. I was going to say, you know, just listen to everything that we're, that we're bringing up. Um, you know, God has that foresight of what we need. And we don't necessarily have it, depending on where we are in our walk mm -hmm. or, um, you know, just our expectations or desires. It's just like, we as human beings, we, you know, I think it's girls get their, um, all that reasoning and foresight at 25 or something, the guys 26, you know, just watching our kids grow up. It's like, you can see when it clicks, <laughs> it's like, oh, they get it now, you know? So God has that foresight for us when we want the escalate and okay. And like what Eric was saying, what do you want it for? You know? You might just want to escalate right now because it looks good and you can look cool or whatever. But in a year from now, you know, God might, you know, you're thinking like, you know, I could help, I can pick up some folks from and take them to church and I can do some ministry work with this escalate, you know, or you don't get the escalate because he knows he has that foresight as to what you're going to be doing or thinking. And actually helping in the kingdom and, and building yourself in relationship with him. So that's what came to me, the foresight of it. It's just like God said, okay, we, uh, Adam is here. Okay, he needs a woman. Adam didn't know he needed a woman. Right. <laughs> you know? He didn't know. He was there. But, um, yeah, so I just thought about all the conversation that we've had, that foresight that God has for our life. And that goes along with timing and all of that stuff because we're constantly growing and um, just like the kids, just like when we're young. And then, you know, we're saying, oh, this, we think we know everything. Teenagers, we know everything. Mm -hmm. And But then once that foresight, it was it's just been so awesome watching our kids grow and knowing that. Cause I didn't know that growing up. I thought I knew everything, but, and then you see when it actually clicks and it's like, Oh, they get it now. 
they're making these decisions, they're thinking it out. They're not just being sporadic. So I think, we, yeah, I was thinking about just God having that foresight for our lives. And see, in order for me to 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 understand that he he sees that he's good, then I can put myself in a position where I can I can trust him with the individual path for my life, right? But see, if I don't if I don't trust in his love for me, then I'm I'm on shaky foundation. Because I, I I don't have I don't have anything to stand on. Because I if I go to church, I hear about what I'm supposed to be doing and how I'm supposed to live. And then I gotta wrestle with that with my own flesh and own desires and the voices of other people and not knowing how to navigate all that stuff. Yeah. How do you how do I stand? How do I have clarity? Because I, I'm I'm being told that I'm supposed to serve God, and He He'll bless me if or but. There's an if and a but that's associated with Him. Yeah, yeah. So I I deal with that, but and then I'm but I'm, then I'm hearing the, the the other in the other ear yeah. that I'm you know I'm supposed to be out here grinding, getting this money. Doing, you know, just just YOLO, YOLO meaning, you know, you only had, you only live once, right? And ha having that mentality as to, I need to enjoy my flesh as much as possible until, you know, it's all over with. Yeah. See again, it, it's regardless of what we're talking about, that foundation of. God's character and his love for you. If you don't, if that's the that's the foundation of everything. Yeah. Because if I don't understand that, then I I, I don't have solid ground to stand on. Because Proverbs 10 and 22 says, the blessing of the Lord brings true riches, and he adds no sorrow to it. He adds no sorrow to it. See, that's the thing. When, 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 when something is from the Lord, he blesses you. There's no sorrow with it. Now, when the, the prosperity is, is by my hands only, just by my work or somebody else finagling, I may have this thing that I wanted. But there's sorrow with it. And see, and that's the deception. Because the world will have, they'll paint this picture for you that you can have this, this blessed life, this enjoyable, exciting, fun life without relationship with the Lord. And they'll show you material blessing. But you don't see the sorrow behind that but the blessing of the Lord 
It comes with no sorrow. He has no sorrow with it. And they don't look like they got no sorrow with their wealth. They got plenty of other sorrows. But they're really enjoying their wealth. Yeah. They got, so there's an interesting perspective. Well, they they have plenty. There's plenty of sorrows. They now they go they they only they gonna sh they gonna show a limited amount on TV. Well, until you've watched as many years as I have, then talk to me. Because oh, no, I've watched just, many, many, yeah, many years. Long. You can't fake it that many years. You can't fake if you if your life has been on TV for ten years. You can't, you, there's, if you've got fate, you can't fake that. I don't know. Think about Let me, um, other things. Let's that. look at verse That's five here. Let's look at verse five. Okay. And on the, in the Amplified, Psalm 37, verse five. In the Amplified Classic, it says, commit your way to the Lord and look at what's in the brackets. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. Trust, rely on, lean on, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. So I'm looking at how the Amplified blows it up here. All these, all the things that, you know, the desires, the cares, the questions, the, the hurts, all that stuff, everything. He says, commit your way. He cares about all that. He's he knows he's the only one big enough to handle all that. Do me a favor, click on that. Over here on the NLT, click on that. You read that. Okay. Now, this is the commentary from the Life Application Study Bible here for, for verses four and five. It says David calls us to delight in the Lord and commit everything we have and do to him. But how do we do this? To delight in someone means to experience great pleasure and joy in his or her presence. This happens only when we know that person well and when we have been a faithful friend. Thus, to delight in the Lord, we must get to know him better and be faithful in our relationship with him. The certainty of God's love for us will then indeed give us delight. So it sounds like what we've been talking about, right? Uh, it says, and to commit ourselves to the Lord means to entrust everything, our lives, families, jobs, possessions, to his control and guidance. To commit ourselves to the Lord means to trust in him, believing that he can care for us better than we can care for ourselves. We should, pay, we, we should wait patiently for him to work out what is best for us. So we really, when we talk about having proper expectations, it it goes back to having proper focus. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Jesus is our fulfillment. He is our fulfillment. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Yeah. You know what I think? I, I know we're getting to, but I just. 
thought to myself recently, when we talk about riches and they're not fulfilling somebody or they, you know, they, they, you know, that kind of stuff. I go, you know, I think what it is when we're fooled into thinking material things or anything's going to, you know, fulfill us besides number one relationship with God and the relationship with each other. I go, I think people who've been really evil and they've like, you know, took everybody out of their lives, pushed everybody away. And everything I go, ultimately, they're the ones who are really going to suffer in the end because they have nobody, you know, there. Like, they may think their big TV, their house, they freaked everybody over, you know, trying to get it, you know, maybe bad business, bad, you know, push everybody away. Mm -hmm. It's all about me. And then that kind of thing. And then they, one day, they're going to realize, like, they have nobody. And I go, that's, that's a terrible, I'm going to say a hell to be in, you know, on earth, you know. And I go, that's where Satan tries to seal the relationship number with God and then with each other. Just a thought. That's you know? good. Because again, the blessing of the Lord, he adds no sorrow to it. Yeah. He doesn't add sorrow to it. And when we 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 talk about being able to enjoy the the creature comforts that we have. Yeah. To, to be able to enjoy relationship with people, all of that is empowered by him. Because you can have all that stuff and have zero peace. Have You can have a plate, a, a, a refrigerator full of filet mignon and not have a stomach able to digest it and enjoy the, the taste of the food. Even Ecclesiastes talk about talks about, you know, it 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 takes the the Lord, the blessing of the Lord, for you to be able to truly enjoy these natural things that we have, like these brownies I'm looking at. <laughs> now, I believe I'm going to receive these <laughs> by way of the Holy Spirit and enjoy them thoroughly. Right, but I, I I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit to really to enjoy them. That sounds funny, right? No, it, no. it sounds funny. Well, but, I mean, it's funny, but it's true. We get it. It's funny and it's true. But the thing about it is, like I said, but we don't understand how much, how dependent we are on the mercy and grace of God. You talk to somebody that's got issues with. Digest their, their digestive system. Who's chronically ill? Yeah. Who had an issue with their taste buds? Issues with sugar, right? Yeah. Lactose. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. See, it's the goodness of God that allows us to even enjoy these simple things that we take for granted. And the, the more we are, we are, we are allow our focus to remain there on him, then all of these other things, he said he'll add to us. Seek ye first the kingdom and all these things shall be added unto them. All right, social media family. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next week. Bye. 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 See you next week.